Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, and the Babylon Bee have all been censored on Twitter over transgender tweets of actual biological fact. Major airline CEOs are telling Biden to drop the mask mandates and testing, and Trump is suing Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and others for the conspiracy hoax of his campaign being linked to Russia. We'll get into all this in more in just one second. If you guys can, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, new video every single day. If you can listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and click that subscribe button. The only way this show is funded and gets supported is if you guys become a Patreon member or if you listen to the show on the podcast apps. If you don't want to do any of those things, then just click the engagement buttons. Now let's get right into this. So Tucker Carlson... Charlie Kirk and the Babylon Bee all censored on Twitter over Rachel Levine tweets. Twitter has launched a spree of censorship in relation to posts of the transgender individual Rachel Levine and Ivy League swimmer Leah Tom Thomas. Tucker Carlson has become the latest victim. Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out Tucker is getting censored by Twitter for stating biological facts and our media is seemingly too scared to even criticize any single aspect of Judge Jackson or her uh, judicial philosophy because she's a black woman and they'll get accused of whatever our country is so screwed so it reads here first the babylon be a satire news website was ousted ousted from the platform at the name and rachel man of the year mocking other news outlets that have legitimately named her woman of the year the b was banned for calling levine a man which she is biologically is levine can identify However, she wishes, however, referring to her as a biological male is an irrefutable biological fact. This stunned America as a result now that they're holding themselves up to warriors against misinformation. Sense. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Obviously, we know it's wrong and bad for big tech to be censoring biological fact. That goes without saying, but here's the thing. And, and I'm not playing really devil's advocate here. I'm still against anti these big tech companies, clearly. But the thing is, this has been in their rules for quite some time now. I've only had one video get completely removed off of Instagram in the last year. And that was a, uh, a video where I referred to a transgender person as a man. And it got removed and I got a strike on my account. Obviously, ridiculous. Like, we all know this. Just like many other their rules, how you can't talk about certain things. You can't say certain things about COVID. You can't say certain things about the election. We all know this. But it's kind of like up to us at the same time to skate between their lines. So this way, our voice can be heard out there into the mainstream things. You know, if we're going to go on Rumble, if we're going to go on Truth, we're just preaching to the choir. That's why I prefer this show to be on YouTube. I prefer this show to be on Facebook because I want this to reach people to bring them over to our side. I don't care for preaching to the choir. I'd rather make less money trying to bring more people in than preaching to the choir. If I was going to go full balls to the wall, truth and rumble, I would probably make three times the money that I am now, but that's not, that doesn't, I don't care about that. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do a net benefit good for our cause by trying to bring people on. Now, we know that. We know it's wrong what big tech does. But at the end of the day, there's nothing we can do about it. So we need to strategically navigate through these set of rules on their platforms in order to get our job done. And then eventually bring those people over to the alt tech platforms. And we're going to play, it's going to be like a 10-year game where we got to keep chipping away 
at the big tech bubble and get them onto alt platforms. And eventually, maybe hopefully in five to 10 years, one of these alt platforms might be somewhat sustainable. But I can go into, I can talk an hour on what I think these alt platforms are doing wrong and why at this current rate, they'll never be quite mainstream. And I can go on for an hour about that, but I don't want to really talk about that. It's getting too much into the weeds. So Tucker Carlson has had a tweet removed for having shared a, the Bee's article. The tweet violated Twitter's rules, the platform says. Charlie Kirk, founder of the Turning Point USA, was also locked out of his account for hateful conduct despite having shared similar sentiment. Uh, Rachel Levine spent 54 years of, of, his of his life as a man. He had a wife and a family. He transitioned to being a woman in 2011. Joe Biden appointed Levine as a four-star admiral, and now USA Today is named Rachel Levine Woman of the Year. What are the feminists? Where are the feminists, Kirk said. Kirk simply shared factual information, and he's ended posing a question to those that he might, uh, whatever, you know, deem as hateful conduct. Now, we know it's wrong, but here's the thing is, if you know it's going to get you banned, if you know saying a certain thing, like just don't say it. You know what the outcome is going to be. And there's going to be some radical right people in my comments section saying you have no backbone. Just say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. And then boom, we get banned off the internet. And now we're, we're just forced to live in our little bubble echo chambers on Getter, Truth, and Rumble. No, um, this is for the same reason. Why we need to get out there and reach new people and then bring them in to our exclusive circles where we can say whatever we want. I'll use Tim Pool as an example. He does his live show and it's more tamed. There's certain things you can't say. And he uses that to bring people into his main website where then that's when the chains come off and they can say whatever they want. So you got to toe between the lines to pull people in. You reel them in. And once you reel them in, then you can unload what you're not allowed to say in the big tech companies. That is a strategy you have to do. You can't just go emotional and be like, well, I'm going to say it because it's true, even though it's going to get me banned. Free speech. Stick to your guns. No, no. That's emotional. It's not strategic. That's not logical. I always preach this all the time on this show. Whenever you're faced with any type of conundrum or situation, think think of a non-emotional solution. Think of where the emotional solution will take you and where the logical solution will take you one week from now, one day from now, six months from now, six years from now, and think which path seems like a strategical, better option and a better decision to go. We can go the route that will get us banned. Now we're left with nothing. Game over. You're banned. Game frickety over. Or you can go the direction where you tone between the lines. You're, you're red-pilling people, bringing them into your bubble, into your circle, where then you can talk about other things that, they're not, that you're not allowed to talk about over there. Boom. Win, 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 win. Being strategical, not emotional. And guess what? There's going to be some radical right-wing people that are going to be mad at that. But guess what? You're not doing anything. Go back to your little bubbles on Getter and Truth and Rumble. You know, obviously, I know there's logical people watching me over there on those platforms, so more power to you, but I think you guys get my point. Go back there and just start screeching in the comment sections where nobody's going to see it, okay? But, hey, 
Maybe I think too much. Major airline CEOs tell Biden to drop the mask mandates and testing. So chief executives at major U.S. airlines urged President Biden on Wednesday to drop outdated mask mandates on airplanes and international pre-departure testing requirements. Someone tweeted out, airlines to Biden drop the mask mandates. Ten CEOs of the U.S. passengers and cargo airlines send letter to Joe Biden calling for the end of onboard mask mandates and testing rules. In the letter to the administration from Airlines of America, CEO said, now it's time for the administration to sunset federal transportation travelers, try got a little burp, including the international um, pre-departure testing requirement and the federal mask mandate that are no longer aligned with the realities in the current epidemiology uh, environment. Early this month, the mandate was extended through April 18th, yet it was originally set to expire on March 18th. It was unclear whether the Biden administration would continue to extend the mandates or if it would come to an end in April. The letter also said it's critical to recognize the burden of enforcing both the mask and pre-departure testing requirements has fallen on the employees for the last two years now. It is not functional. They are trained to perform and subject to daily challenges by frustrated customers. This, in turn, takes a toll on the, their own well-being. Uh, I want to see which one. See, the letter was signed by CEO of Alaska Air Group, American Airlines, Atlas Air Worldwide, Delta Airlines, FedEx Express, uh, Hawaiian Airlines, JetBlue Airways, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, UPS Airlines, and Airlines for America. It makes no sense that people are still required to wear a mask on airplanes, yet are allowed to congregate in crowded restaurants, schools, and sporting events with masks, without masks, despite none of these venues having uh, the air filtration systems they do on aircrafts. We appreciate the president's leadership through the COVID crisis, and the U.S. aviation industry has learned, uh, has leaned into the science at every turn. However, these policies no longer make sense in the current public health context. See, here's that's what the Airlines for America tweeted out. Here's the thing. This is the greatest thing about having a free market economy is the fact that people are demanding that the airlines uh, have masks. What they'll do is they'll have masked flights, unmasked flights, and they'll have the masked and unmasked flights, maybe just one airline, we only do masks. And the other airline, we don't do masks. So this way, you as a consumer can pick and choose which type of airline you want to go on. One that's going to force you to wear a mask or one that's not. One that's going to force you to be vaccinated or one that's not. And the free market will choose which would be the that supply and demand right there. If the airlines are seeing people don't want to wear masks, then boom, they'll have more flights of non-mask wearing flights. If they see a bunch of people want to wear masks, they'll have more masked flights. This is a concept the left and the socialists can never understand because they believe government, government, government needs to set all these rules into place and not actually the people. So Trump sues Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and others for the alleged conspiracy to link his campaign to Russia. Now, full disclosure, this is an article by CNN, so it's probably going to be a bunch of BS in the article. But let's see. I, I, I believe Trump should win this. And if he doesn't win this, it would probably be on some technicality that he's a public you know, figure and they have the right to say those things about him. That would be the only reason why he would lose the lawsuit. So mark my words on that. It wouldn't be because of the actual context or the merits of, of the actual suit. So former President Donald Trump has filed a sprawling lawsuit on Thursday against Hillary Clinton and DNC and 26 other people and entities from the claims conspired to undermine his 2016 uh, campaign by falsely tying him to Russia. The lawsuit named a wide cast of characters that Trump has accused over the years 
orchestrating a deep state conspiracy against him, including former FBI Director James Comey and other FBI officials and retired, retired British spy Christopher Steele and his associates and a handful of Clinton campaign advisors. Under the guise of opposition research, data analysts, and political uh, stranglements, the defendants nefariously sought to, uh, to sway the public trust, says the lawsuit filed by federal court in Florida. Uh, they worked together with a single self-serving purpose to vilify Donald J. Trump. Over 108 pages of the lawsuit rails against many of Trump's political opponents and highlights of the grievances that he's complained about for, the, uh, for years. It claims that Democrats and government officials perpetrated the grab bag of offenses from racketeering, conspiracy, malicious pros uh, prosecution, computer fraud, left, and secret uh, of secret internet data. The lawsuit asks for more than $24 million in costs and damages. Honestly, they should get, we should get way more than that. $24 million, that's it? All that, that's it? The Colvington kids, I think, got more than that. The suit also contains some factual inaccuracies and some of the same grandiose or exaggerated false claims that Trump has made dozens of times. Okay, that, now this is CNN talking now. Let's see. Let's see if, if what they're saying has any, any merit to it. The civil suit alleges that Trump, uh, that, I'm sorry, that Clinton and top Democrats hired lawyers and researchers to fabricate information tying Trump to Russia and peddling those lies to the media and the U.S. government in hopes of hobbling its chances of winning 2016. Trump claims that they were assistant and Clinton loyalists at the FBI who abused their power and investigated him at a political uh, animus. Uh, first off, didn't, didn't they find out that Hillary Clinton paid uh, someone, paid a, like Hillary Clinton's campaign paid a what a tech firm to hack into Trump's servers wasn't that uncovered? But you know, hey, false false claims according to CNN. CNN has reached out many uh, to many defendants for comment. Some attorneys for the defendants named the lawsuit were still digesting it on Thursday. We haven't had a chance to read the complaint, but knowing the former president, there's probably very little in there that's true," said a representative for the former FBI official Peter Strokes. Um, yeah, yeah. It's probably little in it that's true. Yeah, just like all the lies that they were peddling. The Clinton campaign did did pay researchers to dig up dirt about Trump and Russia. That's literally what they're saying on a CNN article. But yeah, you know, let's see. And well-connected Democrats took some of the findings to law enforcement, believing possible ties between Trump and Russia were worthy investigating. But many of the key elements of the Trump's far-reaching accusations in the lawsuit have previously been debunked by the Justice Department Inspector General and the bipartisan report of the Senate Intelligence Committee. I don't know what was debunked in that when it, they literally said Clinton's campaign did pay researchers, but then something was debunked. Some of the Trump's... Wait, but many of the key, okay, so unrelated to the Clinton campaign paying researchers to dig up uh, on Trump and Russia, many of the key elements of the Trump's accusations in the lawsuit were previously debunked. Let's see if they even go into what was debunked. But you see how they, this is why I love reading mainstream media articles, because you can see through the bullshit. So they, they put a factual truth in here. But then they say many of the key elements of Trump's accusations of the lawsuit have been debunked, making the reader believe that what was said in the same wait yep making them believe what was said in the same sentence which was true, making them believe that that and so was debunked, which it was not. Special Counsel John Durham in the past three years have been investigating a lot of the conduct of the Trump mentions in the lawsuit. Uh, Durham has gone as far okay whatever Durham was has filed criminal charges against three of the defendants who Trump sued on Thursday. 
Um, so they don't really go into any of the other. I'm, I'm going to just browse real quick and see if they go into anything that they can say was debunked. He also accused a campaign, okay, the Clinton campaign, uh, with lying to the FBI. Trump's list who claims that Clinton and other defendants conspired to trigger an unfound investigation by the FBI, a potential Trump-Russia conclusion in the 2016 election. Multiple federal judges upheld the legality of the investigation, which was later taken to special counsel and covered dozens of connections between Trump's, and associate, Trump's associates and Russian officials. The investigation established that Russia intervened in the 2016 election to help Trump win, though the hack and leak operations against Clinton and with the sophisticated disinformation campaign targeting U.S. voters on social media, the probe has found that Trump's campaign sought to capitalize Russia's interference, though it did not establish criminal conspiracy between Trump aides and uh, any Russians. I mean, and so, so basically a nothing burger. Some legal experts quickly weighed in on Trump's lawsuit Thursday, dismissing it as meritless political stunt. Sounds like a real political stunt, calling you out on your bullshit. Yeah, it sounds like a political stunt to me. Let's see how this goes. Hopefully this this makes it beyond the point of, like, you know, the semantics of the issue. You know, oh, it's, you know, you can't sue a public figure for this type of thing. And if it actually gets into the specifics, then Trump would probably win this with flying colors. But anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Please drop this video a like. Subscribe to the notifications on new video every single day. If you can listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. And listen up, guys. The only way I can keep these lights on, this camera rolling, and this computer in front of me is if you guys go over and become a Patreon member. Okay? If you can become a Patreon, $1, $5, $10, $20 a month, whatever you can do, goes a long way to keep me doing this show virtually every single day. Um, if you don't want to do that, then you can always just listen to my show, The Joey Saladino Show, on all the podcast apps. That's the only other place where we really get paid to do this show is on the podcast app. So if you can listen there, that would be awesome. Um, if you don't want to do any of those things, then just click the engagement buttons and share it with a friend because then that eventually would help. But thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.